Welcome again to the Working in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. I am your host, Charles Moses. Now, let's get at it. What do you say? In our last chat, I was able to show you how Jesus lived. We showed you how Jesus lived above the natural realm. His life and ministry was punctuated with supernatural happenings. He healed the sick, raised the dead, and walked on water. Jesus showed us how to connect with the supernatural, and that same spirit he had lives in us today. Jesus is our example of living in an, in quote, above mental state. As I said in John 8, 23, and I read, You are from this world, I am not. You are from below, I am from above. Now, you see, these words are eternal. And they revealed, you know, how Jesus was thinking when he was living here on earth. They revealed his mental state as he kept bending natural laws with the supernatural. Today, we'll be discussing on an important topic. It's called renovating your mind. Now, what does it mean to renovate your mind? According to the dictionary, it is a word, a verb, an actual word which means to restore, to modernize, refurbish, revamp, make over, improve. God wants to improve. God wants to renovate somebody's mind today using the tool of the word of God. And I'll show you how. Let's go into Romans 8, verse 5. And it says, Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. The mind of the flesh is death. But the mind of the Spirit is life and peace. Because the mind of the flesh is hostile to God, it does not submit to God's laws, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the flesh, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. You see, the above scriptures shows how base man's mind have become, especially if we walk in the flesh, if we walk in accordance to the old man. The fall of man opened his mind to all manner of attacks, and man became vulnerable to the enemy. In short, man needed to refurbish or to renovate his mind. A mind pitched against God, will always be hostile to God. No wonder people seem hostile when we preach Jesus in our train stations, in our neighborhood and schools. The heart or the mind of the flesh is hostile to God, as we just read. Now, because God wanted to give man his Holy Spirit, He revealed something to us in Matthew 9, verse 17. And I read, Neither do men pour 
new wine into old wine skins. If they do so, the skins will burst, the wine will spill, and the wine skins will be ruined. Instead, they pour new wine into new wine skins, and both are preserved. The new wine is God's spirit, and the old wine skins refer to the mind of the natural man. The scripture clearly tells us that for God's spirit to live in us, we as men would need to renew or to renovate our minds. God will not live in a dirty house. By dirty, I mean God will not live in a mindset that has not been renewed from the old, from sin. He will not live in a dirty house, and neither would we. Nobody likes that, right? Now, a mind that is not renovated or refurbished, just like a house, is a dirty place where nobody would like to stay. Imagine a dirty and dilapidated house in dire need of renovation and refurbishment, reconstruction and overhaul, even remodeling. Imagine a house like that. Imagine a mindset like that. A home in dire need of innovation would make the lives of those living in that house a living hell, where it rains and the roof leaks, where the toilet does not flush, causing smell to cover the entire place, and where there is also mold and rat infestation that is a terrible place to stay. All this inconvenience would grieve anyone living in that house or in that mindset. And unfortunately, many of us live this way in our minds and expect God to come and stay, to come and live in that kind of mental state. You see, we grieve the Holy Spirit when we cause him any form of inconvenience. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, and there it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. On the day man fell, his mind was raped. His mind was invaded by all manner of evil, causing man to fall into a state of spiritual poverty, uncleanliness and dirtiness. Our mind then became open to all forms of attacks from the enemy. Man became fearful, hateful, and wicked. And because of the invasion that, you know, that took place, that same clean state of heart and mind was overturned by the enemy. And that made man's mental state a dirty place. And I'll also add that demons, unclean spirits, stay in the dirty spaces of our minds. That is why they are called unclean spirits. They're unclean spirits because they, they love to stay in a dilapidated place. They are that unclean. So dirty that even God cannot stay. You drive God's presence away when you allow dirt, when you allow sin, enter your mind, enter your heart. I know most of us like clean places. You know, we tend to enjoy the clean, serene, and inviting atmosphere of a hotel, beach, or even our homes. 
when the place is dirty, we want to either leave there immediately because it smells bad or take the time to clean the place if it is your home. Likewise, Adam had a clean, healthy relationship with God. You know, God will always come down to walk with him, talk with him, you know. All these things kept happening until he allowed sin enter his heart and then became unconducive for God to remain with man. So God cannot live in a mind or in a house which has been damaged by sin with all of its litters and dirt. I'll tell you why. In Habakkuk 1 verse 13, it says, But you, O God, are pure and cannot stand the sight of evil. God is always attracted to the pure. And what is pure is always clean. In other scriptures, he says in Psalm chapter 51 verse 17, A contrite and pure heart you will not despise. Now, that state of mind, that clean, serene, inviting state of mind is something God wants each of us to attain. A state of mind conducive for the Holy Spirit to come and live in, to come and dwell. You know, I always want the Holy Spirit to, to, you know, to live in me, to live in my heart, to make my heart a home for him because I need the Holy Spirit in this life and so do you. See, Jesus gave us a perfect example about the state of mind of a man in Luke 11, 24 to 26. I'll read it. It is a very interesting story. Now, Jesus said, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, notice he used the word unclean, that spirit passes through waterless places, seeking rest, and finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. On its return, can you imagine, on its return, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. <laughs> Before I continue, let me just say something about that. You see, an unclean spirit has been driven away from the mind of a person. And then the person comes back to sanity, to serve God, to live well. Everything is arranged. He's himself again. He's not doing uh, these demonic activities that, that he used to do. The demonic possessions, everything is now settled down, gone. The spirit has been cast and then he comes back to see the place, to see the state of the man's mind in order. That's what Jesus said on his return, it finds that the house or the mind has been swept clean and put in order. I continue. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits, more wicked than itself. And they go in there and dwell there. And Jesus said, and the final plight of that man is worse than the first. Now, this confirms that an unclean spirit is always found in a mind that is unclean. And just having a clean state of mind is not enough. You have to stay clean intentionally and continuously. 
Where there is dust on your floor, you clean it. When you eat and spill drinks on the table, you wipe it off. And don't forget, you also need to take out the trash. <laughs> A house will not clean itself. So likewise, you need to constantly feed your mind on the word of God. Because if you don't, you're on the risk of accumulating so much dirt from the world. And before you know it, everyone living in that house is affected. At this point, you drive out God. And the enemy comes in, ready to make a mess of your mind again, just like we read. But God forbid. I'll share personal experience. You see, when I used to struggle with pornography, it was very difficult to live free. I would try to live with God in my sins and expect him to stay in my dilapidated mind. I knew I needed renovation. And I also knew I was grieving the Holy Spirit in my sins. But for a long time, I was living in a dilapidated state of mind, suffering all the inconvenience anyone living in the uh, dilapidated home would experience. Yes. My relationship with God was on and off. And I knew I was deceiving myself. I drew further and further away from God until God delivered me by his word. Now, the trick for me was that I came to a point where I had to make a decision to feed my mind every day with the word of God, to fill my mind, to fill all those crevices of my heart with the word. I get so filled with the word that I have no time for pornography and the word strengthens and God gave me balance. See, I've been delivered and I'm saved. And also, of course, with the loving support of my wife who helped me through that process. Please note, pornography can destroy your marriage. I'm speaking experience and I know my marriage is not destroyed. Thank God. But, but pornography, if care is not taken, can destroy you, destroy your marriage and destroy relationships. So Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, and do not imitate this world, but be transformed by the renovation of your mind and you shall distinguish what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You see, every time we read or study the Bible, a major renovation of our minds take place. The Word of God is the only tool needed to renovate your life, to renovate your mind. A worker who is in the business of renovation goes into that project determined to do the work of renovation. Men do not go into such projects empty-handed. They go to work with the necessary tools in hand. So you must be ready to work, to bring your mind out of that dilapidated state. The work of innovation would require the sacrifice of time. It will require some tearing down and some replacing old tiles. 
which in some cases would mean that some friends and relationships will have to go so you can progress in your spiritual work with God. You see, and a total change in design from the old ways to the new. The new way is the way of Jesus Christ. And that is true. People are always amazed when they see the transformation of a renovated house. That is exactly how the new life in Jesus works. The old ways are gone and will become new persons. People will not be able to see any similarity between the present renovated house and the previous old state of that same house. Lives are transformed when we allow God's word to renovate our hearts and our minds. That was says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are new. The new man comes with a renovated mind. The new man comes with a renovated mindset. The old man has a mind in need of renovation. That's why God can never relate with the old man because his mindset is not yet up to par with his standards. The old needs to go to make room for the new. Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, he says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Hallelujah. Jesus is already there. He does not waste time to show up. Look at what he said. He said, here I am. He's been waiting and hoping that you would come and open up the door. Now Jesus wants to come into your heart. He wants to come into your mind. He wants to help you arrange, clean that mind so that you can have a good relationship with God. And notice he said, he would like to dine and eat with you. But then if your heart is not clean and conducive for such an activity as eating, it will, it will definitely inconvenience you and inconvenience your visitor, Jesus Christ. Remember, no one would like to eat close to garbage or in a dirty atmosphere. Why then would you invite the Lord into a place not clean enough for him to relate with you? I remember when my family would have visitors coming over. You know, we would clean, we would sweep, dust the entire place because we wanted to create a conducive environment for family interactions. If we can do this for our friends and family members coming over, why not Jesus? Jesus wants to help you. He wants to help you live clean of drugs, addictions, and all forms of dirtiness, which in general is sin. He wants to come into your house to dine and wine with you. All you have to do is open up the door to him. Open up the door of your heart. Open up the door of your mind. Now, will you allow Jesus into your heart? If you would like to, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone willing to open up the doors of their hearts. I ask that you bless them and lead them in the way of righteousness. Keep them and strengthen them. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Until I come your way again, please, enjoy the victories that come from you living a renovated mindset in this life. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so you know, by writing us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca Also, do not forget to follow our Instagram page. Yes. And it is at Walking in Purpose Podcast. And also share with as many people as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.